0: chapter one pre-launch strategy even if your marketing budget is one million or zero dollars and anywhere in between pre-launch is the most crucial marketing period for any kind of crowdfunding campaign how well you perform pre-launch determines how well you perform once you launch Patience is the virtue here. Never rush to a launch. You'll find no luck during a live campaign, and the foundation of your backer count is laid well before you launch. Many campaigns fail because they rush to launch, hoping they will get lucky once they go live and magically get backers. Always plan to never get any luck. Make your own luck. There are three facets to pre-launch marketing. One building an audience. Larger budgets will benefit most from pro- promoting their landing page via Facebook advertisements. You will want media that sells your product, with the link being to a splashy page that teases the user and makes them want to engage with your company until your product launches. The goal of the landing page should to be get su- subscribers to an email list. as well as phone numbers for SMS notification if you can get away on it. The ability to send out a mass text on the day of your launch can work wonders. Text magic is a fine purpose for this but be sure that you educate yourself on how to avoid being flagged as SMS spam. When should you begin marketing? Beginning pre-launch activity as far as one year in advance has enormous benefits but beware The longer you begin in advance, the harder it will be to keep your subscribers engaged. Be creative here. And always save your unsubscribers so you can email them again on launch day. Wink. Using a different domain and email provider, of course. If you used Mailchimp pre-launch, then use Campaign Manager the day before you launch to email all your unsubscribers again via a unique domain. Small budgets need to get creative in how they will build an audience, considering that they don't have any money for months of advertisement. But if you have the money for tons of ads, you don't want to leave any opportunity on the table. So feel free to also use the low budget tactics in addition to your adverts. A large personal network is not required. You don't need friends and you don't need family. Although you will benefit if they are rich. What you need is a way to grow an email list and social media following without spending money. One such way is to create teaser content that is published on blogs online using public relations. This is assuming your product is really good, though. Another idea is to hit relevant meetups, which can be scaled by having other people in other states hit meetups in their cities as well. A publicity stunt is something that may work as well. The point is, get creative, be entertaining, and get people engaged with either you or your product. Another good idea is to create video content that people are likely to share on YouTube and Facebook. You can make some sort of funny video that features your product and links to your landing page. If the video is good, then people are likely to share it which will in turn grow your email list. You get the idea here. Number two, build relationships with journalists. Emailing a journalist after you've launched and asking them to write about your product is the equivalent of waking up to a stranger and asking them to do it with you. Sure, it can work if you are red hot, and sure, it can work with journalists if you have a killer product, usually, but when it comes to the quest for riches, it's best not to leave these things up to chance. Follow these simple steps to engage journalists pre-launch, so they will actually write about you once you're alive. First, make a database of every journalist who will actually write about you. Only include journalists, who you think actually will do it, and perhaps a few that may or may not. Save the mass email blast for when you have two weeks remaining and are running out of time. Meaning, don't just make a spreadsheet of every single journalist that you can find, because it'll be a waste of your time. If you have a fashion product, for example, you don't want to spend time building relationships with technology journalists. A little side note here. You don't want to do that because... They're not relevant to your product. Second, contact them on a weekly basis and make yourself out to be an expert in the space that your product is in. Give them feedback on their articles, provide additional information they could have used, and even disagree with their articles and explain why. Journalists need knowledge and information more than friendship. Remember that. The goal here is to look for any possible value you can provide them with so that they know who you are and they understand that you have a serious product that is worthy of coverage. Do not believe how many garbage products people pitch to journalists and this process helps you differentiate yourself as much as possible from that. Third. Keep them engaged and aware of you until launch day. Do this by repeating the previously mentioned step every week and at every opportunity you get. Don't waste any emails to them if you don't have serious information or value to provide. If they never respond, just keep doing it anyways. Also, keep in touch with them on Twitter. Even if they do not respond, odds are they will see your name With enough perseverance, they are bound to eventually reply to you and engage in conversation, which builds the familiarity that you need with them. Item three, test out marketing agencies. Quote mode, after you've launched is not the time to find out if your agency or agencies are going to produce results for you. End quote mode. This is a common scenario and a mistake often made by entrepreneurs. They trust what their marketing partners are telling them about how it is going pre-launch, only to find on day three of their campaign that they don't have nearly as many backers as they expected to have. To avoid this disaster, you need to pretend like your email list is your backer count. If an agency is not getting your audience size numbers high enough, then it's safe to say that once you launch, they will not be able to get your backers high enough enough Show no mercy and fire at will. Avoid working with agencies that make you sign a contract that forces you to commit to them for a set period of time longer than a month or an even worse contract that requires you to work with them for the full campaign and give them a percentage. Many big agencies require this, but just as many big agencies do not require this. In terms of public relations, it is a bit different but just as easy to gauge how good they are doing. Every week ask your PR agency to show you all the conversations they are having with journalists about your upcoming launch. This can be done on a video Skype chat or they can take a video recording and send it to you. If they give you any excuse as to why they are not currently speaking with over 10 journalists then you need to immediately switch agencies. You can use this method to try out as much PR agencies as you want. And you may need to go through many of them to find one that actually is capable of getting you media coverage. If you've got a low budget, chances are you're doing all of this yourself. Instead of testing out agencies, then you need to be testing out strategies. See what works to build your email list and see what produces Product pitches are working best to get responses from journalists about your upcoming launch And that is the end of chapter 2, or chapter 1 On our next podcast, we'll be diving into chapter 2 You're listening to the Crowdfund Hour Narrated by Chet Stevens Broadcasted live to CPR Radio NPR Radio, FPR Radio, brought to life by viewers like you. Thank you.